And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And with me in studio, we have... Gavin Insulin. Pastor Gavin Insulin and... The Black Knight. The Black Knight right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. This week's hot Tommy, politics. Tommy, this, this new year feels different to me. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's can you believe it's January 2020? Oh my yeah. gosh. We didn't think we were going to make it, yeah, in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, I mean, we know it's going to happen next year, but, you know, we we, we in 2023. <laughs> I remember yeah. when I was a kid, my sister and I, you know, you used to have those box TVs. Mm. Before it was flat screen TVs, we used to have the box TVs, and you could get onto the calendar. Uh, we'd get on the calendar and we'd go all the way to 2024. And we'd be like, oh, 2024 is so far. And now, now you wish. Now <laughs> it's just next year. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it's very interesting. So this week, we are looking at monetary systems. We're looking at the banks, the reserve banks specifically, and we are asking or answering the question. Well, in South Africa, it's a sovereign reserve bank. Yeah. In England, it's a Bank of England. Yeah. In America, it's a Federal Reserve. Yes. So and the there's nothing federal about the Federal Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> and we are looking or answering the question whether or not these banks should be privatized or they should be state-owned. Do you want to give a more brief explanation? Well, if you go back in the history of money, you know, central banks is a relatively recent thing. Yeah. So obviously the money was your silver and your gold and things like that. And then what they said, okay, you can get robbed, so you can lose all your gold and your silver. So store it in the bank, and they'll keep it in a vault, and they'll keep it safe for you. Mm -hmm. So that's where banks started coming. And then obviously they developed these bank notes. So instead of carrying your gold around, which is heavy, just carry a note, and the note says you have so much gold in the vault at the bank. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then obviously the banks then later developed transfers between each other and things like that. And then they came up with this bright idea. Let's have a central bank. And then what happened was that over the process of time, when all of these countries got these central banks, and I mean there's a central bank for all of Europe and, and as well, um, it got to the point where these central banks now control your money. They control the money supply. Mm -hmm. They control the interest rate. Mm -hmm. And the government does not control these banks because they're private. So therefore, the banks control the government. But the banks are owned by private individuals. So the discussion we need to have is... What power do the people that you're electing into office have to really make changes in the nation? Yeah. If the bank is owned by someone else. Mm. I yeah. don't know if that sums it up. Yes, that definitely sums it up. That is what we're going to be speaking about. Now, now earlier this week when we were talking to Black Knight, I mean, he was all for the banks being private. Yeah, it was a very interesting conversation. 
I think that's what led to us because it was a random conversation that we were having and then um, that basically led to us saying that no let's we'll discuss this we debated this for hours we did we did in the middle of a work week <laughs> 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 we debated whether or not uh, banks should be I had people knocking on my doors for meetings I said come back in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> three hours later come back in five minutes <laughs> actually it's a serious thing <laughs> so that is what we're going to be speaking about it's going to be quite interesting and if you know me you know that i love everything that has to do with economics and politics and, and politics and mm -hmm. so this is my this is my this is my portion well all three of us are in the zone you know? yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so this is what we're going to be discussing it's going to be quite interesting and i think it's also a good topic to discuss beginning of january you know understanding all of these things especially i, I, I was actually i wanted to throw that joke to say what a good way to start <laughs> to start the year speak about money guys because right, right. we know you don't have it right now so this is a nice way to start your year <laughs> <laughs> this is the political show right here on active theme where christ politics is Hot politics Hot politics <laughs> This is Tando from It's a Mom's Life. We'd like to wish you a very happy, happy new year. So we are speaking all things monetary and specifically looking at the central banks of different nations. But because we are in South Africa, we are looking at our central bank, which is the South African Reserve Bank. And the South African Reserve Bank is the central bank of South Africa. It was established in 1921 after now, parliament passed just think about this yeah. so we still had money prior to 1921 yeah so we have been conditioned to believe that our south african rents or in america the the people with the u.s dollars that is dependent on us having this bank because mm -hmm. they're now the issuer of your currency mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you know it's it's now 2023 so 102 years ago, or prior to 102 years ago, there was no central bank. Mm. Yet people had currency, mm -hmm. mm. and they, they 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 were able to pay for things. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we lived. Yeah, and everyone lived. <laughs> now, now we see this central bank thing as being something that is indispensable to society. Mm. Yeah, I, you've been I lied to people. Can I just put something in there before we carry on? We started off. I mean, we're going towards they make or they're trying to get us to a point where we have to go into cryptocurrency and cashless systems money systems and stuff like that but it started it was the same thing so obviously in 1921 it wasn't cryptocurrency and stuff it was the central bank having control your what's this your you, the money of the nation and things like that and it's the exact same thing that they did back then that they're starting to do now with the whole cashless societies and all of these things but yeah, so it was established in 1921 after Parliament passed an act, the Currency and Bank Act of 10 August 1920, as a direct result of the abnormal monetary and financial conditions which World War I had brought. The South African Reserve Bank was only the fourth central bank established outside the United Kingdom and Europe, the others being the United States, Japan, and Java. What's Java? I don't know. Jo Java. I know Java as a coding language. No, no, there's also, there's an island. Oh, interesting. 
The earliest suggestions for the establishment of the Central Bank in South Africa date back to 1879. A select committee of 10 members of parliament was established on 31st March 1920 to examine the benefits to the national interest of establishing the Central Bank. Following the recommendations of the committee, the South African Reserve Bank opened for business on 30 June 1921, making it the oldest central bank in Africa. The first banknotes were issued to the public by the bank on the 19th of April 1922. Set of ZAN notes, 2012 to present, that number is 104 billion rand. And set of ZAN notes, 2018 to present is 400 million prints. Unlike the Bank of England, which provided the model for establishing the South African Reserve Bank, the South African Reserve Bank is privately owned. Now, because it's privately owned, it has a board of directors. Not because it's privately owned, it has not a board of directors, shareholders. And we're going to look into the shareholders just now. But when we look at the, what's this, the board of directors, the South African Reserve Bank has a board of directors consisting of a governor, three deputy governors and 11 directors. The governor and deputy governors are appointed for five-year terms by the President of South Africa in consultation with the Minister of Finance. Four of the directors are also appointed by the President for terms of three years. The remaining seven directors are appointed by the shareholders of the bank. So four, so the President, four th seven, the private acts that own the bank. That own the bank that we never voted for. Yes. So four of the Black people Knight, that we never basically voted for make them. decisions in the South African Reserve Bank are, in a sense, the people, if we live in a democracy, are voted by the people. Four of the people that make the decisions of the money that is established here in South Africa are voted by the people. And the remaining seven are voted by the owners or the shareholders of the Reserve Bank. Now, ownership of the Reserve Bank, the Reserve Bank with 2 million issued shares is one of eight Reserve Banks worldwide that have shareholders other than the governments of their respective countries, the others being Belgium, Greece, Italy, Japan, Switzerland, Turkey, and the USA. The only limitation of shareholding is that no single shareholder may may own more than 10,000 shares individually. Currently, there are 696 shares as of the shareholder index report of 31 August 2018. And then that just speaks about the shares. Now, so I decided I'm going to go look. So obviously the shareholders are the people who own the, what's this, own, own the South African Reserve Bank. So we know who the, who the people, who the board of directors are, the board of governance for the South, South African Reserve Bank. It's easy to find that. But now when you go and look for who exactly are these, because if you go into the South African Reserve Bank website, they tell you that they have over 800 shareholders to this Reserve Bank, meaning that there are over 800 people who are making decisions and who basically own the, the South African monetary system. And they have, a, according to the website, they have an index where they have the list of shareholders, but when you click on the index, it gives you an error. So you can't really find on, on the actual website who these shareholders are. So I decided to do some research because that's what I love doing. And I found a press release from the 1st of June, 2021, that was released by the government of South Africa but uh, it was re, rewritten, not rewritten, but re-released, I don't know if that's the word, on allafrica.com.
And this is what the press release said. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just want to read a specific part. Uh, the title of the article says, South Africa Reserve Bank on Potential Exit Options in African Bank Holdings Limited. And it says, on the 14th of February 2020, the South African Reserve Bank announced that it had published a request for proposal to appoint a transaction advisor to assist with the sale of its 50% shareholding in African Bank Holdings Limited. The South African Reserve Bank has subsequently appointed transaction advisors who are undergoing a process of evaluating various options for the disposal of the 50% stake, including a sale to a strategic investor or investors and an initial public offering IPO. A retail offer or broad-based ownership structure will be considered part of the process. And you read through the thing and it basically ends and it says which was quite concerning for me. It said point number four of this press release says request for formal expressions of interest to give to give effect to the uh, divestment of its 50% stakeholders stake in ABHL. The South African Reserve Bank has appointed Rothschild and Co. Buff A Securities and Moshe Capitals to act as joint financial advisors in relation to the proposed transaction. So one of the major shareholders in the South African Reserve Bank are the Rothschild family. So what are your thoughts on that? A lot of these banks, these central banks, are actually controlled by the Rothschilds. Yeah. And they therefore control your government. Mm -hmm. Because the same as when Liz Trust, she came out with those policies. Yeah. They wanted to cut taxes. Then the pound began to collapse, mm -hmm. the British pound. And the central bank would have been involved with it. Yeah. So they begin to manipulate markets. And if the government does what they don't want, they just begin to sink your currency. Mm. They can collapse your country in a day, mm. you know, by playing with the markets. Mm. What that means to me is that people like the Rothschilds rule South Africa. Mm. The African National Congress which is the party elected to rule South Africa, does not rule South Africa. Mm. Because the guys who control the money control the government. Yeah. Yeah. Black Knight, so our government thoughts? is controlled by the Rothschilds. Yeah. Black Knight, what are your thoughts? Obviously, with the guys that are controlling, that are in power, or that are controlling the banks, it's not what I'm for, because I know the desires that they have in terms of spiritually, there are evil desires that they have not even to take it spiritually, but also physically, we know that they were also involved with this whole thing of decreasing the population with your whole vaccines and all of that. And we know that through that research, we also got that they are they also part of the 300 committee, yeah. which is they, they, they big on that with the whole Club of Rome thing. They, yeah. they like big on that whole population control thing. And it all makes sense at the end of the day and how you can tell that well, with everything, every wrong or evil thing, if I may say, that it's led by the same people because we see the same patterns on how they make us swallow this pill that we don't want to swallow of theirs. Last year, we were on with this free speech, the LGBTQ stuff and all of that and how it became, as time went on even now, but it's becoming normal. It's yeah. becoming a thing now 
where you actually now say it as a normal thing it's normal a horrific thing when you say it yeah. and then we're obviously now still waiting to see with this whole pedophilia thing on on how normal is it gonna be also because we went through that last year yeah and then i, I like how you also went through with the with, with how they established the banks and it came about this thing of less help and probably then people also didn't want that thing but they just shoved it in people's lives and then now they want to do the same thing with the cryptos we also found out with the uh, ethereum that's controlling some of us money so one thing we know for sure that means sometime in the future what these guys are looking at is this world where people don't have cash and the cash is in their skin or wherever the cash will be but you won't have the physical cash and i remember in 2015 or or 14 or 19 somewhere there when i was like into i was going a little bit into this economic stuff and literally i was listening to someone saying that the money that we have the paper money is not the wealth i think he was describing what's wealth and whatever and then he he went on to say that there's gonna come a time where even you won't have paper money you won't have a, a card machine your money will be in the sky and like i was like oh, how's that gonna happen and then now and now i know how's that going to happen yeah well the thing is that money is programmable yeah. yeah because at the moment there's sort of a barrier still between like your central bank and the bank and you yeah, yeah. all right so there are no overall figures in that but there is a difference between you and the central bank mm. now with that digital currency what they're going to do is make it what they call programmable mm. so if it's programmable what that means is they can dictate where you can spend that money they can take it away hmm. they could add to it so it's no longer your money yeah. they now control what you spend where and how hmm. yeah just to move on or not to move on to add on to that and stuff like that we we also see i found an article from mail and guardian from the 9th of march 2019 that spoke about the fact so they analyzed the shareholder index report that the South African Reserve Bank basically puts out and stuff and they came to a conclusion that majority shares are actually from foreign individuals, foreign companies. So our shareholders are not even the majority. The majority shareholders are not even based in South Africa. Which means that in 1921, those politicians that were in the South African Parliament yeah. sold the people out. Yeah. Mm. And the ANC came to power in 1994 and didn't take the power back. Mm. You know, I have a big problem with that. Yeah. It means that the Saviour government does not control Saviour. Mm. Mm. Because whoever controls the money controls the government. Mm. Therefore, people from outside South Africa are controlling the government. Yeah. Which means that they watering down the vote that the people have, you know, the vote that the people cost when we go to elections every five years. Yeah. Because those people that we elect are by necessity being being controlled by those who control our money our money supply. Yeah. yeah. And and I think I think also one thing, it's it's always been said that we think we're living in a I'm not saying capitalism is the best, but we think we're living in this capitalism, whatever they've put us in. But ANC has always been a a, com a communistic party and they've always done that whereby the people do not see this that they are being used mm. 
like us we are being used to work for these guys to vote for them even though our vote will mean now to them and they carry on going to the guys who um they are masters and then they literally chow from that and then they come and use us at the end of the day and then if people if people don't wake up to that is like what 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 russia was doing with your czars and with them they used to use their people make them work and all of that and pay them and pay them peanuts meanwhile they busy living nice in 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 their house in their white house if i may say and this is the same thing that the anc is doing to south africans today and it's been doing that to south africans and south africans need to wake up to that yeah what i just like to say your capitalists and your communists are the same people yeah your capitalists are the rothschilds and people like that and you know if, if you go there there are plenty of accusations out there and fairly credible ones in my view that in World War II and World War I, they funded both sides of the war. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, it, it enabled them to, to get power. And they used the excuse with your central banks to bring them in to limit the risk, you know, that people had. So that if a bank went under, then the, your central bank would be able to step in and, and so secure people's deposits. Mm. That was the rationale behind that, you know. But at the end of the day, You've got a very few small set of people that are controlling everything. Mm. And communism suits them mm. because it prevents people from building wealth mm -hmm. themselves, mm -hmm. for themselves. Mm -hmm. And it causes the, the concentration of the wealth in the hands of a few. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, looking at this whole scenario, um, it's very, very sad. Mm. Yeah. So do you think that reserve banks should be privatized or state-owned? Pastor Gabby, you can answer and then Black Knight. Well, if first of all, we'd have to do a show where we actually discuss the question, do we need a central bank? Why, mm. why do we need a central bank? Mm. Why, why would we want a central bank? Mm. And if we decide we want a central bank, the only way that people can influence it is if it's state-owned. Mm. Yeah. Now, I'm not for everything being state-owned. I'm not one of those that's a proponent that the state must own all the land. I believe in, you know, you let as many people own pieces of the land as possible. By doing that, you start limiting the power of the government. Yeah. But if you're going to have a central bank, the people should be able to influence what happens there and the policies that, yeah. that happen there. Because let me tell you what the central bank in South Africa has done, the Southern Reserve Bank. We've had low, low interest rates for a very long time. So because of the low interest rates, that increases the bonds, you know, the loans that people can get to buy houses. So because people can get higher loans, you know, in relation to their income, more people on the market being able to buy houses. So you know what happens when the demand goes up? So because of this easy credit, the demand for houses goes up, so the prices have gone up. So right now we're sitting with a situation where the houses are priced at a level that is based on a low interest rate. Guess what the Reserve Bank been doing this year? They say because of their targets on inflation, and I mean inflation's got nothing to do with how much money supply we've got, Inflation's got to do with what's happened to oil price because Joe Biden's shutting all the taps off and because uh, they're bombing the hell out of Russia and Ukraine, if you understand what I'm saying. So what happened now is they're pushing the interest rates up and they've pushed them up a lot this year. I think people's repayments have gone up like four, or 5,000 a month, which means people are losing their houses. And the other thing is the banks are now clamping down on the size of the loans that people can get. So people own these houses but they've got loans 
that are now above the market value of the house. Mm. So then they're also now continually putting up the rates and now they're putting this narrative out there that they have to put up the rates to control inflation. But inflation is being caused by the cost of the goods like oil that we're importing. A lot we can do to solve that problem other than putting up the interest rates. But what they've eff effectively done now is people have bought properties and because of the interest rates, they paid more for those properties than what they're worth and they owe more on the property that's what, than what it's worth. Mm. So that's actually what they're doing. And the policy that they're following is destroying the market. And, and I can't see that clever people like that don't realize what they're doing. Yeah. Black Knight? I think obviously, like Pastor Kevin said, look at it in that term in a question. Uh, to answer the question, if we have the question first, do we need a central bank? Obviously, with not too much thinking in it, I'll, I'll, I'll say yes, because we need to obviously deal with the other countries and all of that. How are we going to... Why do you need um, a central bank to do that? So if, if we're getting stuff from them and we're taking stuff to them, and obviously they Why also... Why do you need a central bank for that? Banks have mechanisms to transact bank to bank. They don't need a central bank. Okay, so that's why we need this topic because Pastor Kevin just killed that argument of mine. <laughs> um, so then I think, I think then I'll, I'll stick to... I think I believe my mom is old enough to control her own money. I believe in here we're old enough to control our own cash. And that's where the power should be. The power should be with the people. And like Pastor Gavin said, that if someone controls your, your cash, they control your government, which is they have the power. They control the power. So that's why I believe that people should own their own cash. And if being, let's go back to bartering. We used to work fine with that. In James 4, verse 13 to 15, it says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. The whole rationale and the whole way that they justified building these central banks was based on this idea that people can be secure. It's the same as the rationale that was used for the lockdowns. Stay home, stay safe. That was the hashtag. They used these hashtags and they control the way people think. Mm. And what the Bible's saying is you cannot control the future. Mm. You will be in the future if the Lord wills. And that's why the word there actually says, don't say this is what I'm planning tomorrow. Say, Lord willing, I'm planning to do this tomorrow because I'm only going to be there tomorrow, Lord willing. Yeah. That's the reality. All right? And because we've got this fixation on trying to make everything safe, what, what ends up happening now is we have like these central banks that are now making everything safe in inverted commas. But then what happens is the freedom that people think they have, they don't have. Yeah. And uh, the Lord Jesus died for us to give us freedom. And that is the philosophy that Western society was founded on. So now what's happening is, is that that's actually being eaten away. And people don't realize they're supporting things that are actually taking away their freedom. Mm. So I really want to encourage you, you know, in terms of your plans, find out what the Lord wants for the future. Get on board and make the Lord's plans your plans. Because when you make the Lord's plans your plans, 
there's going to be many things you're going to need to pray to God for and miracles that are going to need to happen in order for you to fulfill the Lord's plan for your life. But then if you're asking God to do what he already wants to do, if your will lines up with the will of God, the, Jesus promised in John 15 verse 7 that whatever you pray for, you will receive. Mm. No matter how big a miracle is needed for that thing to happen, you will receive it. Mm. And so that's the word for today. And as we're going into this new year, that's what I believe God wants us to realize as we're praying towards from now until the end of 2023. Remember, you know, commit our plans to the Lord. And when we're making our plans, find out what it is that the Lord wants and then trust Him. Yeah. Amen. This has been the political show with your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gigs. And with me in studio we have Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin and The Black Knight. The Black Knight, right here on the political show where Christ politics is. What politics? What politics? What's good? What's happening? This is me and Danny from the Gamer Zone Show. And I'd just like to wish you a happy new year. I mean, come up with some good resolutions. Just don't forget the gaming part. Please just keep gaming. It de-stresses you. It helps you a lot. It has helped me a lot as well. But hey, just put it as one of your new year's resolutions. Maybe play more games if you want even. And probably get the game that you've been wanting to buy. That expensive gift for yourself. And start the year on a high note. Have a happy new year.